Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the title of our podcast today is The Clone School Massacre. And we're going to be discussing mass murderer Willie Walter Seifert. Uh, he was a bad dude and killed a lot of uh, students and teachers in Cologne, Germany back in 1964. So we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. But before we do, let me remind you that we are a history true crime comedy podcast we use adult language so if you're offended by adult humor please check out one of the other fine podcasts available out there including our friends at insight and they walk among us okay i i got a small objection here now to me you confused me the just floor a has bit. not recognized you yet. <laughs> i'm just gonna say hold on we are a comedy podcast, and we're going to tell you about a uh, school massacre. Well, that sounds like a goddamn barrel of laughs to me, right there. I mean, <laughs> you you couldn't have picked I a thought, funnier subject. I thought we talked about not doing this. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We'll we'll find humor in some aspects of it. Certainly not at the expense of the victims, but uh, this guy was a weirdo, so we'll make fun of him. How's that, Brandy? Oh, I'm all about making fun of him. Okay. Let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, a woman who is known throughout the land, throughout her kingdom, as Brandy the Benevolent. I'm talking about, of course, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Queen Brandy? I'm hanging in there, Timmy. How are you? I am doing well. Do you want to tell folks about uh, your exciting project that you're working on? Uh, well, this weekend, uh, Rachel Flynn and I will be working on our new podcast, Haunting, Haunted Visions. Um, we're going to be putting that together this weekend and hopefully get something out first part of next week. So and this is a, 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 a paranormal podcast. It is. Okay. So we're looking forward to that. And the Colonel and I will, uh, of course, we have our own podcast as well. It's called Dead Ball. It looks at tragedies and baseball history. So... Both uh, Haunted Visions and Dead Ball will uh, be available on iTunes, so please check them out. Yeah, at some point. Yes. Um, I would like to also introduce a man who is the moral compass of our podcast. No, he's not. He can't even dress himself. <laughs> Do you want to explain your comment? Fucker comes in here now. 
Chuck has been at work for uh, an hour. And he's talked to people and he's chit-chatted and flitted around this office. And he comes in and I'm looking at... No. And I'm looking at his shirt. And it is very obviously on Inside Out. I don't know why no, nobody loves you to tell you. I love you enough to tell you. I'm Clearly, nobody else person. does. And more than person, you got here at ten thirty. Well, wait a minute. It's not just like he's wearing a t-shirt. Or something. No, it's, it's a, a collared shirt. It's a collared polo shirt. You know the collar. It is inside well, out as a motherfucker. Up, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. You screwed uh, the pooch this morning. I you know, you look at the little man playing polo on the horse, and if, it, <laughs> if it looks like a stitch. I just thought he was left-handed. <laughs> Good God. It's sad. It's a sad scene. Uh, but let me introduce him anyway, even though he can't dress himself. A man who is known as uh, an oasis, Brandy. He is in, not. In the desert of despair. Nobody calls him that. The very honorable, the reverend, Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Nope. I'm not Besides, good, not you know, besides disheveled. Besides needing granimals <laughs> to get dressed. I swear to God, I did not know. Uh, clearly, <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> no, I'm, it's a new style. It is not a new is style. A no. You know what? You're going to see people walking around with the shirts inside out all the time. The colonel no. look. No, you won't. <laughs> the colonel look. No. They're doing the colonel. They're not. It's kind of like Cab Newton doing the dab. Oh, it's they're not like the, that. They're, they're doing the colonel. You dream of being that cool. <laughs> okay, uh, Colonel, tell us something uh, that we don't know and bore us for a few minutes. And I'm we'll not get happy, this, Timmy. Uh, oh, he's not happy. So it's it's been warm, and um, and 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 you know, our listeners don't like this, but you know, they they see these pictures I put up of Rudy. You yes, know, and they think he's this lovable little guy and he's your dog, whatever. Yeah, and uh, so. Two nights ago, I'm sitting on my deck, and I see Rudy's ears perk up, and he's in, on the deck with me, and then he takes off into the yard, and I see he does his, when he gets his toys, he does this crazy head shake, you know, shakes his head back and forth real quick, and then it's dark, so I don't know what's going on. I see something fly across the air. I'm already over this story. And uh, I go over to see what the hell he's got going on, and it's a uh, possum. Okay. That, that he is... Uh, so, Rudy, the dog caught a possum. And that's the news that you're choosing to share, is that, that the is fucking not dog caught a possum. That's not part of the story? That's part of the story. That's not the whole story. Did so he I go, cook the possum? Because that would make this story more interesting. The possum... Uh, my my girlfriend, Clara, has a cat. She wears... She has yes, it in a cat. Senor wear, Federico. Senor Federico, and he wears a shirt, and he has it on right side out. Wow. <laughs> and he probably dressed himself. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I go to collect this possum because Rudy has, uh, as dogs all want to do, uh, ripped the throat out of the possum. And uh, I grab him by the tail. I get a garbage bag. I take him. I put him in my garbage can. Rudy well, or the possum? The possum. And apparently the possum was playing possum, Timmy. Yeah, that's why they, they could go out playing possum. Because he clawed his way out of the plastic bag. Climbed out of my garbage can. That's horrifying. And then died in my driveway. <laughs> Are you sure he died or was he playing yeah. possum again? No, he was dead because I let him stay there. I poked him with a stick. And <laughs> Much like he does to me, he poked it with a stick. <laughs> it was like Pet cemetery in my house, Timmy. Wow. It was man. quite it was quite goddamn disturbing to well, find that possum out there in yeah, the morning. That is. I he was coming you. back to exact his revenge. Yeah. 
That's possibly uh, the lamest story you've told. <laughs> we're we're oh, really it's, reaching it's not. the bottom of the barrel now. now. Maybe it's time to end the podcast. Tell me if it wasn't wouldn't be disturbing for you to see a dog rip out the throat of a possum, and the thing had no throat. I mean, you can see his windpipe and everything, and then you put him in a garbage bag, you put him in the trash. The possum, these are tough little some bitches, man, because he crawled his way out of the plastic Possums are ugly. They're like the ugliest out, animal on earth. Fell out into my driveway, took about two steps. That's why I found this possum And you corpse. know what? I don't like how they, you spell the word possum. I don't like how it's Why spelled. is the O silent? I know. O possum. That's, that's Opossum it. Opossum went I, I don't like silent letters. I don't like silent letters. There's you, no there should not be silent letters. Aren't you in a silent, silent letter, anti-silent letter coalition? <laughs> Here's my problem with wow. silent letters. Have you ever tried to explain silent letters to a, like a seven-year-old? Have you ever tried to explain silent letters to a Frenchman? <laughs> I have not. It's difficult. We I have, mean, how do I know? Because, of course, Chuck has. How yeah. do we, like, my name could be Time, and the E is silent. Yeah. How, how would you know? Mm-hmm. Brandy, that's an amazing observation. <laughs> I don't like silent letters. That's all I, I'm saying. I can see that. I can see that. And you should start a letter writing campaign. Well, I ain't gonna use silent letters. <laughs> no, you use all the sounds. Use all the letters, all the sounds. You should start that campaign. Do start that. with pneumonia. <laughs> that's another one I don't like. Start yeah, with pneumonia because it should just be N E W. M O A N. I do wish things were spelled phonetically because I, I can't spell for shit. Pneumonia. <laughs> I can't even spell well enough to get you Sometimes. Know, the, the spell check. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I know. I do that. You with hope you conven- get close enough to the correction. <laughs> I do that with convenience. I can't spell convenience. And, I cannot st- spell restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another one. That one always bitches me up, and uh, it bitches you up. <laughs> yeah, bitches me up. <laughs> bitches me up. That okay. shirt bitches me up. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know. What? Let no, me tell you don't change it. Yeah, don't change it now. It. No, 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 don't change it. Oh, no. Keep your shirt on. All right. No. Got to get in the story. Although, I would like to share a little adventure I had yesterday. Oh, God damn it. So, I'm leaving here in the afternoon. It was a bright, beautiful afternoon. Chuck's taking his no, shirt off. Chuck, don't take your shirt off. You can look There's like at. walls you're breaking when you do that. <laughs> Never mind decency. Just common <laughs> decency. So. Please tell your story, Tim, quickly. Okay. okay. <laughs> So it's a bright sunny day Should here we in do Cincinnati. A live with a shirtless car? No, uh, it's uh, a bright sunny day in Cincinnati. It is not. No, no, it was yesterday. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, I'm, t- I'm getting to the point. There we go. <laughs> so I'm leaving the you office. Was, you, I, I see. You, I saw you stare over here a few times. You did not see, see me staring. Over here and I'm, I'm, you didn't. I no. No, I feel certain that my eyes are currently bleeding. <laughs> And I'm not sure I'm going to be able to read the script. Up his pants. All right. Oh, God. So I leave here yesterday afternoon. It was a bright, sunny day. But I get to my bus stop. There's a little shelter. And there's this guy there. And now the, the, all of a sudden, the uh, sky turns dark. I mean, it was like midnight. It was ominous. It was ominous. All right. That's another word. Put that word down. Ominous? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we are, we're not standing the there. And this guy's trying to decide whether or not he's going to stay and wait for the bus or walk to his destination, right? And I said, I don't know. You know, it looks like it's going to rain. (laughs) And the guy says, the guy says, oh, no, my phone says it's not going to rain for two more hours. And, and, I mean, you you saw it, Brandy. I did. It was like midnight, right? It did. So... 
I said, you know, dude, I don't know. It looks well. My phone, my my phone says it's not going to rain till this afternoon. Now it's about ready to downpour. So finally, this guy says, I'm going. I'm just going to walk. Two minutes later, it started coming. I mean, just pouring the rain. Why is that, Brandy? Why do people depend on their technology so much? In I, in 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 lieu of their own eyes. I don't know because my dad does the same fucking thing. We'll be standing there in the rain, going, "It's not supposed to rain for another hour," and there's clearly drops coming today. down. Yeah. Clearly, I'm like GPS, dad. same same thing. GPS is the same way for my dad. He'll drive into a lake before he <laughs> acknowledges it, before that. he acknowledges that the GPS, and he doesn't listen to the GPS. He sits there and you know it'll say at 500 feet, make a right. Well, you know, he's wanting to turn up a one way and there no, the next street, dad. He doesn't want to believe his own eyes. It's the next street, dad. It's another 500 feet. Come on. It's a bad scene. All right. So, this is a lesson for our listeners. Don't depend totally on your technology. Right, Randy? Yeah, well, it's a life lesson, sure. All right. All right, let's talk about the Cologne School massacre, shall we? We shall yeah, it get, like uh, start talk about the, the podcast. Here. Well, I mean, I had to sit through those two fucking stories, so. Well, you have to admit they were entertaining. <laughs> I thought, well, mine was. I don't know about his. <laughs> and you had to sit through him changing his shirt. You looked. It's I been, seen you It's look. been a bad day. All right. Uh, so the Cologne School Massacre was a mass murder, Brandy. Was it a massacre? It was a massacre that occurred at the Catholic Elementary School Ugh. located in the suburb of Vokhoven in Cologne, West Germany. This is when uh, Germany was divided between East and West. On June the 11th, Colonel, 1964, the person who um, committed the massacre was a local man, Brandy, by the name of Willie Seifert. He had a history of mental health problems and numerous grievances against the West German government. You ever notice these people to carry out massacres? They're never uh, well described adjusted. later as well-adjusted and very happy. Yeah, he was not a happy person. No. So let me give you some background on this uh, guy. So Cologne is the fourth largest city in Germany with a population of just over one million people, Brandy. Yes. That's a lot of people. It is. But they all smell good in Cologne. Yes, they do. Depends on what kind of Cologne and if they put on too much. Uh, during World War II, uh, Colonel, I know you're aware of that event. I was there. And of course he was. Cologne was the military area command headquarters for the Nazi government. And much of the city, as you know, Colonel, was destroyed by uh, Allied air raids. They had over 200 air raids just on the city of Cologne itself. So much of it was destroyed. Over the years, Cologne had had some of uh, Germany, uh, was home to some of German Germany's top writers, philosophers, composers, artists, actors, and politicians. Brandy. It was also the home of mass murderer Willy Seifert. Who we're going How to talk gonna about? How are you going to be Willy in Germany? Well, there were no Willies well, in Germany. Well, remember that song, Little Willy? No. He, he couldn't go home for nothing. <laughs> he could not. He's Little Willy, Willy wouldn't go home. You could push Willy around because Willy wouldn't Willie go. Willy wouldn't go. You could yeah. try telling everybody, Timmy. <laughs> yes. But oh no. 
Well, he wouldn't go. Nobody no. knows that song. Oh, you'll be surprised. I doubt it. Anyway, Willie Walter Seifert mm. was born in Breckendorf. Willie Walter. Willie Walter. Beckendorf. It was a district of Cologne. On June 19th, 1921, Colonel. June? June 19th. His mama was pregnant at Christmas time, too. Yeah, barely. She had a little baby bump going on. She had three months gone. Oh, my yeah, God. She, she probably could. She probably still went out and chopped down the Who cotton bombs. Yeah. She was probably drinking beer and stuff. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes. Going to the beer house. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was the son, Brandy, of a glass grinder. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, it's hard to get the you. That's a pretty narrow occupation. Being it a is gla- glass grinder. Mm-hmm. Chuck knows one. I, mm-hmm. I used to be a glass grinder. Have mm-hmm. you ever, were you ever a teeth grinder? I gr- I do grind my teeth, as do a matter you? of fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be loud. You I know, knew this girl once that grinded. Her I was teeth. at a. Oh uh, my God, you couldn't sleep. It's worse than snoring. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you I know? Was. Have you ever slept with anyone that grinded their teeth? I, yes. Uh, all right. Tell us about that experience. It was Noah used to grind his teeth. Yeah. So it can be loud, right? It can be loud. Okay. Well, this guy wasn't a teeth grinder. He was a glass grinder. So it's not really relevant. I grind my correct. teeth when I'm awake. Really? I, I usually do too, but that's because I'm trying not to. That's because you're around him. That's <laughs> <laughs> because your colleagues yeah. wear no, their we shirts. We was at a family <laughs> gathering in our. Uh, oh, good. A story. My, my wretched niece. Uh, Dominique. Uh, yeah, well, she's the only wretched one because the other mm. two are lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, she says to me, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, what? And she's looking at me with real concern on her face. And I'm like, what? Real what concern, Brandy. True concern. Not the fake concern that we no. give him. And yeah. she, uh, she's like, are you all right? Are you all right? And she was looking at my face and my, my jaw was kind of twitching. And, you know, my brother died of the ALS, mm-hmm. right? So she thought it was me grinding my teeth. The Lou Gehrig disease. The Lou Gehrig disease. Who, uh-huh. You know what? I'm going I'm to go back to oh, that. Oh, good. There's more. Ain't no some bitch in the world. <laughs> it's nothing, uh, it's nothing, nothing that interests me more is when he gets off topic and then gets off topic of the topic <laughs> he got off topic with. But continue. I'm just saying, Lou Gehrig stands up in front of a bunch of some bitches and says, I am the luckiest man. Ain't nobody ever got ALS this the luckiest man in the world. That's ALS is like winning the lottery. So few people get it. You like the unluckiest man in the world. You're okay. the opposite of the luckiest man in the world. Oh, okay. All it's right. Thank you, Colonel. So he lied. Story. Lou Gehrig was a liar. They should okay. call it liar's disease. Okay. Can we move on now, or do you have to tell your stupid story? <laughs> Hold on. I was there was a story before that. I was. Yeah, you were yeah, talking about was. your. Oh, so Dominique was worried about me. It kind of got me freaked out. She but wasn't it, really it came worried. To, I know. It came <laughs> to uh, me grinding my teeth while I was talking because I was around Dominique and she makes me a little tense. Oh, I see. I don't oh, think okay. that's it. All right. So can we move on now? I'm ready. All I'm right. prepared. All How right. did you you interrupted us for that shit? Jesus. So Willie's father was a glass grinder. Right. Willie had one brother. Just so you know. Okay. Willie was considered Brandy an odd child. Oh well. His name's Willie. He had few friends and would spend most of his time alone in the forest. In the forest? Yes. Was the forest with him? Yes. That's what <laughs> I, I thought. <laughs> So he's in the forest. So he's he's running around like a feral child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. He's, okay. He was raised with wolves. 
Maybe he was dancing with them. No, dancing with them. I had a friend whose last name was Wolfs, and they were. She was raised by wolves. You know, I had. No, she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, her parents. The wolves. boys had a teacher, English he has teacher. A story. Good lord! And of her name he was Mrs. Fox. Uh huh. And she got married. Uh huh. Her name became Mrs. Wolf. Really? Oh my God! I'm glad <laughs> you amazing. told me that. Okay. I'm, yeah. My life's enriched now. All right. Uh, back to Willie. He was an odd child, Brandy. Yes. Hang out in the forest by himself. Yes, hanging out in the forest with the Wicked Witch. And, yes. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel. Now, Willie started playing with fire at an early age. We've all done that. <laughs> yep. Uh, I is believe we're playing with fire right now. Yeah. It's also believed he tortured and killed animals that started at an early age. Well, that's not cool. It was in the woods. You can't no, find Yeah, them. you can't find them on yeah. in the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he did. At age nine... Willie doused a neighbor's pig with gasoline and set it on fire. So he did a two for one. I don't know. He's having a barbecue with his neighbor's pig. pig. Torturing animals. Uh, He wanted bacon. You know, those fucking pigs are mean. I know they are, and they'll eat anything. Well, he caught this one on fire. The neighbor was not thrilled with that. Not amused. New, and and contacted their local authorities. Willie's family was forced to pay for the damages. Pigs are not Did cheap Did the pig live or die? The pig no, died. Dude, he cut it on fire. Gasoline thick, on it. I know, but they got that thick skin. They roll uh, around in the mud. If know, he would have stopped, dropped, and rolled, I wonder if they could have eaten right. it, though, but it was doused with gas, so probably not. Probably mm. could have had some pork rinds. Ain't that made out of pig skin? Yeah, but you don't want the skin because it's all, like, charred now and covered with gas. All right, so the neighbors contacted the popo. <laughs> Get some fat back. <laughs> yeah. Willie's family forced to pay for damages. The following week, Brandy. Oh, good. The neighbor's cat was found hanging on a nearby tree. Somebody needs to fuck Willie up real good. That's what I We've got something like that going on here. We We do. do. We've got a cat serial killer. We do. No, No, remember, there's one more more to be a serial killer. Two does not a serial killer make. It's a spree killer. Uh, Right now, it's a spree killer. But that's not funny. We do have one here. I'm not laughing. No, no. No, We're just stating the facts. concerned about it. We're Walter Cronkite here. Because probably next will be people. Uh, at the age of 10... Can I volunteer a few as tribute? <laughs> Brandy. I'm sorry. At the age of 10, one year after he... He was nine. Catched, yeah, one year after he was nine. Yeah. Willie peed his pants in school. Oh, oh you don't this. live that shit down either. You know what? I'm going ta- I'm to tell you. When I was in fourth grade, the teacher would not let Dean... This is, a, this is the name the boy had to grow up with. Dean Bocock. Oh, okay. Poor Dean. Dean Bocock. He was a mean son bitch. And uh, in the fourth grade, he used to aggravate the teacher so bad. And she said, he said, can I go to the bathroom? And she told him no. And uh, <clears throat> he peed right down on his desk. And ever since then, he was no- Apparently he could. <laughs> he could go to the bathroom. And ever since then... I mean, to this day, Dean's the same age as me, 53 years old. If I was running into Dean, I'd be a like Dean. That, uh, when he walked away, uh-huh. I'd be like, that's the kid who peed in his pants. That's you it. know, you never forget that stuff. Carmen no. Cardona in the sixth grade, we had a choir concert, and she took off running because she, she was going to get sick. She took off running across the gym, and she threw up, and then she slipped and fell in it as she oh. was running out of the gym. Oh. Yeah, you don't live that shit down. You don't, you don't get ever. past it. Ever. So Willie peed himself in class. Yes. And, and, and as punishment, 
you know, because this was a progressive school. So it was a fucking probably Nazi teacher. Right. The teacher made him um, stand in front of the class the remainder of the day in his... In his wet drawers? Yes. Oh. That's what he gets. From 1927 until 1935, Willie attended the Ehrenfeld um, School in Germany. He made average grades in school, but his teachers did not feel like he really applied himself. He was picked on by his classmates, who taunted him with the nickname Wee Willie. Pissy Willie. Well, yeah, because he pissed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wee it, should be wee, it should be Wee Wee Willie. Yeah. They fucked that up. Pee Pee Willie. Well, they're German. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. They were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> they had the leader hose. They were Nazis. Did he, I wonder if he pissed in his lederhosen, Timmy. I don't know. That's a good question. You know what, though? I heard Germany's a beautiful country now. It is. It is a very beautiful country. I've visited it, and uh, especially Bavaria. It's very, very beautiful. Yeah, but they got... They have uh, they have uh, women of leisure there, Colonel. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> they, they? But they're pretty overcrowded now because they have all the... all. You know, there's been a lot of people... Immigrate to Germany. So I, I remember uh, I was in Munich. Probably Traffic got to be bad. I was in Munich. And, it's a little uh, tiny place. Germany? Mm-hmm. There was this drunk on the street. He like fell asleep in front of this store. Mm-hmm. And it, it was in morning time, and I was just out taking a walk. And the owner of the store threw this big bucket of hot water. I mean, it was like steaming out of, you know, steam was coming out on this drunk. Like, <laughs> woke him up. And it was not very nice. I don't know why I shared that with you. But well, maybe the drunk had peed himself and need to be cleaned up. Uh, maybe. Might oh, been we, it might have been Wee Willie. No, as we're learning more and more, uh, drunks poo on themselves, Timmy. They, they do. do. They can. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> Willie did not date a lot in high school. Shocking. He did ask one girl out, one Greta Needenfew. Nice. The guy said that. I do. It's amazing. Let me say it again. No. Greta Niedenfuhr. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, he asked her to a school dance. Uh, he sounds like the colonel from Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> that guy, is, he was the son of a real Nazi. Okay. Um, colonel Clink. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, he asked uh, Greta Niedenfuhr uh, to a school dance. But she just laughed at him and said she would not be caught dead with Wee Willie. No Wee Willie, no. Who would? Free Willie. Free Wee Willie. Needs to be Wee Wee Willie. The following week, the girl's home mysteriously caught on fire, Brandy. Seriously caught on fire? Mysteriously. Oh, mysteriously. Mysteriously. And you know who that girl was? Greta. Greta. Greta Niedenfuhr. (laughs) Nine. 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 The family escaped unharmed. But the family dog perished in the blaze. Oh, this motherfucker gone too far now. Well, I don't know if he set out to kill the dog. He just kept he, you, he, you, he didn't set out to kill the dog. <laughs> he just set out to kill everybody in he the house. He set out to burn the pig. <laughs> right. The pig ran into the, the house. Yeah. Hold on. The okay. pig ran into the so house. So if you, if, you if you haven't got the drift of this by now, Willie's a little bit disturbed as a young He's man. He's a prick is what he is. <laughs> yeah, he Somebody should have tied little Willie to the back of a car and drug him through town. Okay, so he got decent grades, average <laughs> grades. He didn't apply himself, didn't date. Right, Kids got made that. Him, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, Greta, Greta told him no. Uh, Set her house on fire. Greta needed Good recap. Good recap. Thank Let's you. go on. 
So he graduated high school in 1939, Colonel, and he started work as an apprentice with, uh, as a metal worker at a machine factory, which he successfully completed in 1939, which is significant how, Colonel? Well, that's when Hitler was going batshit crazy over yes. there in Germany, too. Yes, World War II commenced in 1939 in September 1939 when Hitler invaded was he did this some bitch become a Nazi yes little fucker I knew he would in 1941 well he was drafted but yeah nah nah, he was all up for it you know he was up for it they was all telling him like you get to burn pigs (sighs) you can go hit people with sticks and shit yeah he was you're right he He was they should have killed him when he was 10 I don't care in 1940, uh, 1941, he was drafted into the German Air Force, the Luftwaffe, and attended weapon, weaponry technology school uh, in the Air Force for a year, Brandy. At the end of the war, which did not end in their favor. <laughs> it ended badly for Willie. And, and, and <clears throat> the rest of the country. Anyway, at the end of the war... Um, he was manning an anti-aircraft battery. Remember, this is clone, right? This is where they got a lot of the bombing. And uh, he was eventually uh, captured and was a prisoner of war for several months in 1945. After being released from an Allied prison camp, so he he lucked out. He he was captured by the Ally, uh, the Western Allies. He's lucky he didn't get captured by the Russians. Yes, they he got captured by... They would have gave his shit what to give his ass what he, he needed. He got captured by the British, so he did luck out. You're right. The Brits were polite to the POW. Yeah. The Russians would mess your ass up. Uh, so, he... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He spent some time in a prison camp in 1945. He was let go, and he started to work in a clone auto factory. Did you know that during World War II, it was, that, that you know, that we did not manufacture, of course, automobiles, new cars, right? right. That the, new, the first new model 
there was not new cars um, manufactured from 1941 and until 1949. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Man, that, I bet that was a sweet ride. Everyone was lining up to get a new car in 1949. How'd you like to own a used tire shop? That'd be a good deal. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. The anyway. Fuck? So... But interesting enough, Germany continued to is it, manufacture. Is it interesting enough? Yeah, they continued to manufacture new cars throughout the war. Well, they needed them because their shit was getting blown up. Well, they was, they was making that little Beetle for Hitler. Yeah. He liked that little Volkswagen thing. Didn't he have a microbus? So, <laughs> no, that was Scooby. <laughs> Seifert, so he worked for this. Uh, He's not German. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that little fucker's a Nazi. <clears throat> No, that's scrappy. So you know, oh, that's no, scrappy, uh, you scrappy fucker. might be a little bit of a fascist, he's, but Scooby... <laughs> Scooby was chilling, yeah. dude. Chilling. Scooby was all right. And, all he's, right. and he's Danish. Don't disparage Scooby. Scooby's Danish. Okay. He is Danish. He's a great Dane. Yes. Yes, he is. One of the greatest. One of the greatest Danes of all. Yep. You know who's a great Dane? Katja. Katja, Katja is a great Dane. Mm. Very beautiful Katja. See, if I lived there, I'd be oh, like... Oh, my God. I would be like an average Dane. Well, you've, yeah, you would be. Right. I'm going to need you to focus now. Okay, focusing now. I feel like I'd be like uh, maybe a five and a half Dane. Above average Dane? Uh, just a little bit above average, a five and a half Dane. All right. You wouldn't be great, that's for sure. I wouldn't be a great Dane, no. So, um, on November 14th, Brandy, 1946. Please tell me what happened. Willie joined the local police force. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yes. Because that's what they need. Now, did they give him one bullet? (laughs) And uh, later that year, he was treated for pneumonia. I hate that word. I know. It's spelled weird. How did you you even pronounce it? Why is there even a P in there? And later. Oh, and later than that? Yeah. He was diagnosed with pneumonia. However, it turned out that he was actually, he actually had. Uh, consumption? A, the consumption. He had the consumption? He had tuberculosis in the right lung. That's too bad it didn't kill Willie. Yeah, it would have been, It would have saved the world. Tuberculosis wiping out everybody, but this prick, he still... And he survives the war. Survives the war, survives the... It's like he's, little, it's like he's hanging out with Littlefinger or Latrell yeah. or whatever that guy's name was. Survived a rejection from Greta Niedemfeuer. <laughs> so resulting his... Uh, when, when he got... The, the consumption, tuberculosis. He was dismissed from the police force, Brandy, on September 30th, yeah. 1946. So he, he wasn't a cop very long. Oh, no, 1947, I'm sorry. All right. Um, from that point on, Willie attempted to enforce uh, his claims of unemployment. Basically, he was trying to get a check from the government because he felt that he had been untreated. He was treated unfairly when he was dismissed and he had a disability and he deserved his war pension. See, I don't sure, I'm not sure if you are on the losing side, Colonel, that you're really entitled to a war pension. No, I don't believe you should give. I I, I think if you're on the losing side, they should hang your ass. Just yeah. be done with it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to start a war, you're going to start a bunch of shit like that. You should at least pay for it somehow. Yeah. Well, he wanted his, he wanted a pension. So he's got this grievance going on, Brandy, much like the Mad Bomber. Remember we did that story in the mm-hmm. Mad? They all got grievances. Yeah. Everybody got a grievance. Manifest. I got grievances. In 1953, year that Chuck was born. I was not born in 1953. <laughs> his, his tuberculosis was found to be inactive, Brandy. God damn it. 
It's why can't why can't he's got lazy tuberculosis? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, he was declared to have, but he was declared to have a reduced earning capacity of thirty percent. Uh, so he's trying to get basically he's trying to get some income from the government. Okay, that's the gist of this. He's been trying to scam the system his whole life. Yeah. Um. So the doctor said he had diminished earning potential, but only thirty percent. So they basically said, "Hey, dude, you can work, right? Something you can do." Willie contested this um, decision. He accused his physicians of creating false medical reports and complained in letters to various authorities about his problem. So he's a little pain in the ass, basically. In August of 1954, Willie was examined by a public health officer who was of the opinion that Willie was not in need of treatment but suggested that instead he get a job. He's trying to avoid that. Yes. Yeah. That's like, just Frank Gallagher. <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker do anything he can to not get a job. The doctor also noted in his report that Willie Seifert Brandy was mentally devious. Ooh, a deviant. What do you think about that, Brandy? I think she's a deviant. Okay, I don't think your name is Brandy. Well, you any thoughts on that before I move on, Brandy? No. Willie Seifert again contested the report, <laughs> and then wrote a object, <laughs> and then wrote a forty-two page letter. Forty-two pages, which shows you might be a little unhinged when you're writing a forty-two page letter. And he titled it "Social Politics: Social Doctors Equals Social Murder." Ah. So he wrote this letter to these government officials claiming that he was being uh, treated unfairly. 42 pages. Whereupon, he was examined by a medical specialist uh, for neurology and psychology who determined that Willie's quirky behavior, or he had quirky behavior. He was quirky. He had a scattered train of thought, much like our colonel here. And that his constant smiling seemed inappropriate. It was fucking creepy. <laughs> he also uh, recorded that Willie harbored paranoid thoughts about his physician, his family, friends, and the government. And he seemed a bit fanatical. Just a bit. Coming to the conclusion that Willie was a paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> But he did not show any violent or dangerous behavior. The doctor deemed further treatment was unnecessary. Yeah. So the pig in the burning down the well, house. Well, the doctor didn't know that. He might not have known about yeah. that, yeah. Burning down, down the, the house. house. Around this time, uh, Willie Seifert, remember I said he had a brother? Uh-huh. He revealed to his brother What's that he had— What's his brother's name? I, you know what? I didn't. I don't think I saw it in the research. Okay. Got but it. anyway, it's not important. <clears throat> it's not. I asked. Uh, around this time, Willie revealed to his brother that he had a plan to kidnap minor girls and use them whenever, uh, whenever he wished. Oh, that's a good plan. That's a great plan. Well, now I went these. I meant underage girls, not that they were little minors going to the mine and coal and all that. Right. Thank you. All right. Just want to be clear. Oh yes. All right. So he has this plan to kidnap underage He's girls. Kidnap whenever. little girls. Yeah. 
According to his brother, Willie intended to ambush the girls on country roads, stun them, and then bring them home in his van and hold them captive in a subcellar of which he had already made sketches. So he's designing a sub uh, subcellar. Is that supposed to make him money? Is he holding them for ransom? No, no. For question his, one, question sex, two. Sexual pleasure in Europe. They, I don't think in Europe. I don't think they have basements. So I think that is oh. um, what he he was planning on building. They don't question, have tornadoes. I have two questions. I have another question though. Yes. His unnamed. Yes. His unnamed brother. Yes. Did he? Did he go to the police? You know what his own brother's name wasn't? It was not Greta Niedefeuer. <laughs> it was not that. Did he get... No, uh, no, I think this is statements later on. So he didn't go to the cops. So his brother comes to him and says, Hey, I'm going to build a dungeon. But uh, probably in fairness, and, his brother had told him... Willie had probably told his brother a week before that he was going to build a rocket ship to go to Mars. Well, So, so you I'm know, gonna, there's... It comes a point where you're just like, yeah, well, he's going to do some yeah, crazy shit I'm going to build a dungeon and kidnap little girls. I don't know how this is supposed to make him money or anything. Like, I thought yeah, well, that it was. It was, and he, he, he was intended, Willie intended to make the girls his sex slaves. Uh, he had drawn up blueprints for varying torture devices, Brandy. You sure yeah. he wasn't going to just make a gym shoe factory down there? I don't know. <laughs> But uh, it was you sure a, he wouldn't take orders from Kathy Lee to get some. <laughs> yeah, he, get didn't, some shirts he didn't together. carry out this plan, but he, this is what he's, you know, this is in his mind. One of the devices that he developed and he had a blueprint for it was a stretching rack in which he planned to lock his victims in and slowly kill them by stretching their limbs until they came apart. Yeah, isn't yeah, I don't know why he needed a blueprint for that because that was already made. Like, that's already a thing. He yeah. named this device sure. Greta. Oh. After the girl who had rejected him in high school years before. Of course, her full name was Greta Niedenfeuer. Right. For a time, Colonel, well, he seemed to lead a normal life. <laughs> in 1954, he met a young lady named Renetta. Renata. Renata. You say Renata? I say Renata. Yeah. Yurzela. Okay. Renata Yurzela? Yeah. So okay. Renata was an attractive brunette, Colonel. She probably had breasts and everything. Okay. It was new to the area. Not clearly. <laughs> and seemed unconcerned <clears throat> when neighbors warned her to stay away from the strange young man known as Willie Seifert. Willie, Willie. Little Willie. On October 7th, 1955, little Willie married, married Renata. And I call couple, Renata, but... Yeah, it's wrong. Oh, yeah. And the couple settled into a little cottage uh, on the outside of town. Willie seemed to finally be happy. His relationship with Renata was reportedly very normal. I don't know what that means, but okay. The couple seemed to be truly happy and in love, and they were planning a family together. Uh, these plans fell apart, however, when Renata died of an embolism during premature birth on February 11th, 1961. Well, that's certainly sad. Yes. Willie spent the next several weeks in a fog. Early on, he denied his wife's death and refused to attend the funeral because, according to him, his wife was just fine. Over the next few weeks, however, the reality of the situation began to set in and Willie was looking for someone to blame. Holding the doctors responsible for the death of his wife, he wrote a 120-page letter claiming that the doctors murdered his wife. This somebody's going to get carpal tunnel from writing all these 
Letters. He continued to write long, rambling letters to officials about his pension, his illness, and his wife's death. He would tell anyone who would listen about the unfair treatment by medical officers to the head of the health department, the director of the upper city, and the head of the provincial government trying in vain to make a war pension valid. All of these failed. Several medical officers certified Willie uh, with schizophrenia symptoms, but they didn't think he was violent. Boy, these motherfuckers are bad as the cops. Well, yeah. Do they not keep paperwork anywhere? We didn't think he's violent. He, I mean, yeah, he caught the occasional pig on fire and burned down the occasional house. But there's nothing else. He's good. Dudley do writing a plan up to tie women to the railroad tracks right. and shit. And, well, no, but he doesn't seem violent. Since he didn't show any violent or deranged behavior, the doctors deemed it unnecessary to hospitalize him in a mental institution. June of 1964 proved them wrong. On Thursday, June 11, 1964, shortly after 9 a.m., Seifert approached the schoolyard of the Catholic Elementary School armed with a self-made flamethrower, a lance, and a mace. Okay, before, before we get into the really horrible part of this, motherfucker strolls up there with a lance... And a mace. Hey. I'm not even getting into the homemade flamethrower. Homemade flamethrower, flame yeah. A lance and a mace. Well, let me first ask, aren't most home, uh, aren't most flamethrowers homemade? Because you can't, can you buy them anywhere? Well, Walmart doesn't sell them. I mean, I think you've got to, I think you. You know, I got my goddamn Second Amendment tray. I want a flamethrower. I know. Well, go, yeah. get, I, you, go know what? get you one. The gun and knife show will be in town. <laughs> so he's strolling one. up here. What's he strolling up here? With a, <laughs> I think he might have a had a can of Aquanet and a lighter. Well, and that's some shit right <laughs> yeah. there. He strolled up there with a homemade flamethrower, yeah. a lance, okay, and a mace. How is he carrying all this shit? Well, and so question two is <laughs> got a little wagon. <laughs> yeah. Was he, you know, was he sneaky? <laughs> yeah. Like, was how he, did nobody see well, him? Well, you know, you really it it makes sense to have a lance in case you have a boil. Make it a boil. <laughs> you might. I don't think it's the same thing. You might get a boil. Have you ever had a boil? I, I have not had to lance a lot, Timmy. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. You got to admit that was good. That Perfect. Was good. I have a little fist bump there. Girl. Thank now, you. Now, my other concern, and maybe you get into this later, I, you know, of course haven't read this, but. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course I haven't read it. But but my question is, why? why? Why would you go up? You know, these kids didn't do anything. They're just trying to learn some shit. Right. Why you roll up there with a fucking mace? <laughs> Was he? I wonder if when he had his blueprints and shit, if there was like acne flamethrower. Right. You know what it's I like mean? Wiley like Wiley Coyote's got yeah, that shit. Yeah, this going. guy's got problems. Yeah, well, you you know, think? Here's, Thanks. here's Thanks my for general recap. rule of thumb. Anybody that writes a letter that's more than four pages, more than four pages, it becomes a manifesto and you are de facto deranged. Oh, okay. I mean, even if it's a, even if it's your will. For Christ's sake, if it's more than four pages, you got a manifesto there. Let me tell you something. Willie converted a garden sprayer into a flamethrower and filled it with an easily flammable mixture that could deliver a six-meter flame. That's Mm. pretty good. That's 20 feet. Yeah. The school that Willie was strolling up to with his lance and his mace consisted of one main building and four wooden barracks each housing two classes with a total of eight teachers and 380 students. As Seifert, as Seifert entered the school compound through the smaller of two gates, he was observed by three crossing guards 
who mistook, oh, son of a bitch, they mistook him for a mechanic trying to repair the gate's broken lock and asked him what he was doing there. Because a lot of mechanics mechanics, uh, Because a mace fixes everything. And roll with uh, swords and lance. And a lance, yeah. And flamethrower. Seaford ignored them, and after blocking off the gate with a wooden wedge, proceeded towards teacher Anna Langor, who was teaching a group of girls in sports at the in the front of the schoolyard at the schoolyard? When Langor, who knew Seifert, asked if she could help him, he ignited his flamethrower and attacked her and the girls. Willie entered the Catholic elementary school with his homemade flamethrower and a long lance, reportedly reportedly yelling, "I am Adolf Hitler the second. I told you. I told you what I say. I cannot. The see. fucker was like." They should have killed him when he was 10. If you had a chance to kill Hitler when he was 10, would you have killed him when he was 10? Probably. They should have killed this motherfucker as soon as he set the pig on fire. Pig ain't ever bothered nobody. Seifert then went to one of the barracks, smashed in the window with the mace, and aimed his weapon at the children in the classroom, setting them on fire. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Willie went to the first, first pavilion, which held four classrooms threw some discs in with the centrifuge, put the flamethrower in an open window, and pulled the trigger. The wooden classrooms and the clothes on the children immediately caught on fire, and panic ensued. Gertrude Bolenrath, a teacher, began to smother the flames from the children's clothes before going out into the yard and putting herself in harm's way. When Bolenrath stepped out onto the schoolyard, Seifert fatally stabbed her in the chest with his lance. He then approached the barrack where... Ursula Kerr was teaching. Uh, by now, students were running all over the schoolyard, and Walter let loose another deadly flame. Anna Langor, uh, 67, tried to stay between the students and Walter, but the flames overtook her, and she collapsed to the ground. Yeah, the teachers become the real heroes mm-hmm. in the story. They usually are. Mrs. Kerr saw him coming and tried to shut the wing doors, but Walter tore one of them off its hinges. She was only 24 years old, tried to stand in his way to protect the children, but Seifert stabbed her with a pen, making Mrs. Kerr lose her balance. After she fell down the flight of stairs and landed on the ground in front of the building, Seifert yeah. stabbed her in both legs and once between her shoulders with his lance. Jesus. Yeah. Willie then began to approach another wooden pavilion. He continued to attack the people running and jumping out of the burning building until his flamethrower ran out of fuel, whereupon he threw it away. Seifert then fled the school compound and swallowed uh, E605, it's a poisonous insecticide, in the hopes of committing suicide. But as the substance was diluted, he didn't, he didn't die immediately. That's a shame. You know oh. what? Stab yourself in the heart with your lance. That's no, don't saying. stab yourself in the heart. Eat the poison, and, but let it make you suffer for a long time, not die. None of these and fuckers then- always eat poison, and it never fucking works. Well, it's good that it doesn't work because then they can draw and quarter his ass, well, set him on but fire, still. run a lance up his ass real good. Well, by now, the neighbors were responding to the fire and the commotion in the schoolyard. You know, just take yourself out. You know what I mean? Just if you're going to don't do murder, suicide, just do suicide. Right. Um, so Walter fled the scene and ran into a field. He was chased by about 20 or 30 people as he ran towards a railroad embankment where he tried to fend off his pursuers with his lance. Meanwhile, men who drove the garbage trucks were able to break down the gate Walter had wedged closed and extinguish the fire with blankets and clothes. They stopped cars in the streets and had them transport the wounded students to area hospitals. The students, most students had burns over 90% of their bodies. 
Oh. Now, when the police arrived here at the scene in 938, um, he tried to stab one of the officers, but eventually brought down with a shot in the leg. Yeah, he still got his lance. Yeah. Such Fucker. A yeah, they should have shot him. And then when he fell down, they should have shot him right in the balls. Well, he's a fucking Nazi to start with, so. Yeah. Should have took him out. He was arrested and brought to the University Hospital in Lindenthal, where he was questioned several times before he died, just a little after eight. And hopefully they beat him to death or set him on fire, drug him through the hall, broke a bunch of those little, you know, Petri dishes. Or and they could have put him, him in a broken his, uh, glass. Put him in a stretcher and stretched him, pulled his limbs apart. That would have been good. That would have been good, too. Or just dropped him out the window, kept dropping him out the window till he died. Yeah. That would have been good, too. Set him on fire and then drop him out the window. There died. you go. So anyway, the, ala- the attack only lasted for 15 minutes. Um, Ursula Kerr, who we spoke of earlier, died in, at the scene. Gertrude Bolenrath uh, succumbed to her wounds at the hospital at 1 p.m. the same day. And these are the teachers. The mm-hmm. teachers, along with teachers Anna Langor and Wiltrud Schweden. 28 students were brought to hospital, some of them with burns to 90% of their bodies. Wow. Timmy. Eight students died from the parents Eight students died from their injuries. Uh, Gertrude, sixty-two, she died. Uh, among the victims were um, Dorothea Benner, she was nine. Renate Fulin, she was nine. Ingborg Hahn, she was nine. Ruth yes. Hoffman, she was ten. Big man hitting the nine and ten-year-olds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clara Kroger, she was nine. Uh, Stephanie Lischka, she was nine. Karen Reinhold, she was 11. Roselle Rorig, she was 12. You know, it sounds like that was most of the girls that he caught when he first walked in. Because remember, mm-hmm. when he first right. got there, yeah. they were outside doing yeah, whatever. it sounded like mm-hmm. he just, it was like... Whoever was in his way, he right? Could get, easily get to. It just sounds like most most of those are girls. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering if it's just the girls that he caught first. Yeah, and I don't know about the school, so I don't know if it was like a girls' school right. or you know, I don't know. Shouldn't that be clutch in your? Research? Well, I it just think <laughs> I didn't see it in the research. So I don't know, but all the, I think all his victims, or at least most of his victims, were female. All the victims were female. Um, Anna Langor, she was in critical status for weeks from the multiple stabbings and burns, but she was able to leave the hospital. Uh, the 28 students who were wounded underwent, obviously, months of long and painful treatment because these wounds were primarily burns. Yeah, it's going to stay with you. Um, and these scars, you know, psychological and physical, they're never going to really go away. Um, the Volkhoven Council decided a few days later to tear down the school and remove the reminder of this gruesome event. In 1965, the Catholic Elementary School in Cologne, Heimsdorf, was named for Ursula Kerr. In 1986, the Sanderschor Special School at Fjörlingerweg like was yeah. named for Gertrude Bolenrath. For acts of bravery and heroism, Anna Langhor, Langhor received the Medal Cross from Pope John Paul VI. Yeah, she was the one, only one, I think, that survived, right? The only teacher who survived. Yeah. Um, and the service medal and the service award from the mayor, John von Nessigler, and the rescue medal of North Rhine-Westphalia. After making a full recovery, Anna returned to teaching and retired in 1986. She died, lived a long life. 
she died in 1990 at the age of 93 years old. Yeah, she was a young girl who took him on and probably saved a, a, just a, a bunch of other girls because he he spent a lot of time on her. Yeah, and allowed kids to get away. Uh, this reminds me of that bath school bombing. Mm-hmm. Remember we did? There's and no reason. There's never a reason. Uh, gross. Okay, Brandy, your final thoughts on mass murderer Willie Walter Seifert. He was a prick that should have been put down early on. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on the dude. I wish he would have lived just so they could pack his ass with broken glass, set him on fire, and keep dropping him out of a window, Timmy. Yeah, I agree. And even that would not be true Colonel Justice, but that's the best I can think of for the moment. Okay, so... Not a happy story today. Uh, Brandy, Hmm. we would like to thank our dear, dear supporters on Patreon, those who give so generously to the podcast that keeps us on the air. We're working on getting some stickers so that we may uh, send them to our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us on Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash historydweebs. There you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee little bit, Timmy. Absolutely. We appreciate anything you can give us. It helps us to pay the bills. And now Brandy is going to give a shout-out to all the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. Uh, Bridget Bernhard, Stacy, Christine Huer, Cheryl Weldon, Daniel Bassett, Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Shelley Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, Daniel Sweet, Amber Anderson, uh, They Walk Among Us, the podcast. Our friends Ben and Rosanna Fenton. Jody Wells, Lorna Violet, James Seabright, Michael Deo, Kelly, uh, Karen Widner, Callie, Joseph Kerr, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, uh, Pleasing Terrors, Sarah, Amber Croup, the Now American History Podcast, uh, Rebecca Oshinger, Karen Alden, Cheryl, uh, Catherine Richardson, Fiona, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cameron, Elise, the History Goes Bump Podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Amber Scoville, Jahara, uh, Alicia and Chip, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Richard Flynn, Holly Woodward, uh, Sh- Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Kristen, Heather Poole, Zachary, Canadian True Crime, uh, Charlie and Allie from Insight, Donna, John, Sue Story, and Nene. Are you missing one? Missing one? Oh my God! And your stupid dog, Rudy. <laughs> what? No. I would also. It's just not Rudy. Rudy the Wonder Dog. Yes, Rudy the Wonder Dog. I would like the to, Possum Killer. I just want to give a shout out to a couple of podcasts and ask you to please check them out. Uh, please check if you like comedy. Please check out uh, Squirm with our good friend Ricky. <laughs> did you listen to last week? I did. It's hilarious. 
at Squirm. It's available yeah, on iTunes. And um, also, please check out, uh, we have a new friend. Uh, the three of us have a new friend here in Cincinnati. Her name is Chelsea, and she's the host of Based Upon a True Crime podcast. So it's available on iTunes. That's Based Upon a True Crime. Please check it out. It's really good. I listened to a couple episodes so far. Very good. If you like true crime, definitely check it out. Again, that's Based Upon a True Crime So thank you for joining us, everyone, and we will see you again next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.